Crime Scenes and Cupcakes is a true crime investigative podcast. We discuss cases regarding the assault, murder, sexual assault, or cases involving the abuse or abduction of adults or children. These topics can be very disturbing and a trigger to many individuals, so please listen accordingly. If you or someone you know is struggling or in crisis, help is available. You can text, call, or chat 988. This is available 24-7. It is also available in multiple languages for anyone who needs mental health-related or suicide crisis support. It can connect you with trained crisis counselors. Also, if you are in Wichita, there is a local crisis center. Call 316-660-7500. Does anybody out there know what time it is right now? Anybody at all? Look at my clock here. Huh, almost one o'clock in the morning. You know what that means. That means it's time to listen to Nocturnal Distractions. I'm your host, Kendra, and I like true crime. So that's what this podcast is about. Mostly just true crime. Some mysteries thrown in. I'm that girl that goes to sleep or tries to go to sleep listening to podcasts about serial killers. But I decided to start a podcast and maybe help other people like myself that also like to fall asleep listening to true crime podcasts or documentaries. So tune in, hear what I have to say. Hopefully I'll bring you some new cases that you haven't heard of before, some new views. I'm going to dig into some psychology stuff with serial killers and other types of perpetrators. And... I'd say I'm going to head to bed now, but we all know that's not true at all. I'm going to be up until 5 o'clock in the morning, and then I'll go to bed. Hence the name Nocturnal Distractions. I will catch you guys later. Hey guys, it's Marianne, dog mom, baker, true crime podcast maker. And today we are going to talk about Kendra Nystrom. She has been missing from Mays, Kansas since May 4th of 2017. Not only is she missing, but so is her little Chihuahua, Frankie. That touches my heart even more so. It's horrible when people go missing. It's horrible when anything happens to anybody, any victims, but you know it's just compounded when their pet is part of this crime as well. And in Kendra's case, I feel so horrible for the family because nobody talks about Kendra just as Kendra. Whenever anyone talks about this case, and I know There is a horrible fentanyl epidemic going on. I understand that. And it's become just a huge controversy. But when anybody talks about 
the case of missing Kendra Nystrom, everyone talks about the fact that she had addiction issues. My issue is, is that most of the time when people talk about this case, they make it the only facet of this case. In this area, it's been, it was headline, it was the main part of the articles. This poor family was misled by a lot of those in that community who basically strung them along with so many tales and everything, and this poor family got wrung through the ringer. That being said, we will touch on it a little bit, but that's not what this is about. There, there has been some new information that has come out recently, and I, I really want to say kudos to the Mays Police Department here. Mays Police Department is a smaller police department. It is close to Wichita, Kansas. It's a very serious case for them, and they could have gotten misled by the drug situation on this case but they didn't. The Mays Police Department focused on the evidence and what the evidence showed. And I believe that the Mays Police Department did an excellent job with this case. And you guys know me. Um, regardless of my background, I hit very hard when I feel like a victim or their family or somebody is not doing their job and they haven't stepped up to the plate in the way that they should. But I believe these guys did an excellent job with this case. So let's get into the case of Kendra Nystrom. The last time Kendra Nystrom's parents saw her was in footage from their own home security surveillance system the day she went missing. That morning began normal enough. Kendra stopped by her parents' house to do some laundry with a few friends in tow. It was about uh, nine-ish in the morning. But things didn't quite end up the way she had planned. Kendra had accidentally set off the home's alarm system. It was believed that she might have done that because she had been under the influence of some narcotics. Friends who had been with her, some of them were outside in the car. And police officers showed up, and some friends were outside, and they had meth in the car. Kendra is watching all of this unfold from inside the house, and she's terrified. Not only that, she's got her little 10-pound chihuahua friend Frankie with her, and she is clutching him. And she sees her friend being handcuffed. Well, Kendra, knowing her history, she's not had the greatest run-in with the police department. She's seeing her friend being handcuffed. It doesn't matter that she's at her family's own home. She doesn't think to call her family. She, you know, all she is is in this clouded state of, oh, shit. And I'm sure she's probably going, Oh, I don't want anything to happen to Frankie. So she begins backing up, backs up all the way to the back door and darts out the back of the house. Now, camera footage is able to capture her walking 
out the back door and down along, there's a cowskin creek along that way. And it's able to see her until she walks out of view along the creek. Now, in her frenzied and maybe drug-addled state, she leaves behind her cell phone, her wallet, her car, and her clothing. Now, Judith Nystrom, Kendra's mother, as well as multiple other family members, you know, they're concerned. They're like, well, what is going on? Because nobody saw Kendra again after that. And I mean, nobody has ever again seen Kendra after that. And that was on May 4th, 2017. So they decide to start investigating the case on their own. And they start going to the motels that are known in the drug circles. And people start spinning tales and telling her, telling them that they saw her there, they saw her here. And this poor family is just, they're run around in circles. And, but they're dropping off flyers at all of these different places and they're trying to get as much information as they can. But in the meantime, the police are going forward in their own way. And cadaver dogs from the Great Plains Search and Rescue, they start searching along the banks of the Cowskin Creek. Dive teams are brought in and they begin to start searching the waters of the Cowskin Creek. Now, at that time, there had been a lot of rain and in Kansas, you either have extremely swollen water or really dry water. And at this time, we just, there had been a lot of water and still nothing at being able to find Kendra. Then eventually they call in the Kansas chapter of Texas EquiSearch. Now the Texas EquiSearch, they are able to find a few items of, they aren't able to state exactly what those items are. And since this is still an open case, Mays police are not saying what those items are. They do find a few items and those items begin to tell a story. They take those items back. They take them back to the Sedgwick County Forensic Science Center to see if there is any DNA. And of course, in the meantime, there is so many other things coming out. And, you know, again, Kendra's family, I feel so horrible for them. Because at one point, they are able to, um, it's caught on somebody else's cameras that there is a couple fighting in the middle of the road. So they're like, oh my gosh, was this Kendra? Did, some, did something, a gentleman do something to her? There are just stories abound as to what could have happened to Kendra. So the family is running around. Somebody continuously begins throwing away her flyers. And a close friend of Kendra's even goes, quote unquote, undercover to try to find out if somebody in the drug trade did something to Kendra. So they are doing all of that. But the Mays Police Department is just slow and steady with the evidence that has been picked up along the side of the Cowskin Creek and working evidence and checking for things. 
And that's one of the things is sometimes it seems like the police aren't doing anything because a lot of times they can't show their hand. They have to just continue to work and do what they can. Now, our Texas, our Kansas chapter of Texas EquiSearch have helped in many searches. What they do is they work with a lot of the other search teams, cadaver dogs, and they even helped work in our case of Lucas Hernandez. I mean, the Kansas chapter of Texas EquiSearch is amazing. And as I had said, two days into the search, they had found um, a pair of pants. And then as I said, they had found some other items that the Mays police aren't able to state. And the Mays police even did go and follow up on things all the way to Mexico. People were calling in tips saying, you know, she was in Mexico, she was in Iowa, uh, video surfaced of a homeless woman in Mexico. They went there to see if possibly she had something that happened in foul play and she went there. But nothing really panned out. But finally, here recently, the DNA comes back on the items that were found. And the items along the Cowskin Creek, it turns out, now remember, Kendra had left with no wallet, none of her other things except for the clothes on her back and Frankie. And it turns out that those items that were snagged in some branches and those things, those were Kendra's. And so, May's police detective, Jeff Piper, has stated that those items have brought the police into a working theory. That for some reason, Kendra had waded into the Cowskin Creek and she ended up drowning. And her body just has not yet been recovered. So right now, that is the May's police department's working theory as to where is Kendra. And one of the things you can wonder is, you know, why would a woman wade into the creek? And one of the things I would wonder about is, as somebody who lives in Kansas and has small dogs, is you could almost see your dog running to grab or get something along the creek. And the way that creek runs is if the dog didn't get swept up in something, she goes to try to get the dog and in her state of mind, if she didn't get caught and drowned in that situation. Again, this is all complete speculation. This is not 100%. This is all just going off of the forensic evidence of what is a possibility to could have happened. But this is one of the things that is a working theory with the Mays Police Department, with Kendra Nystrom. But at the point, Kendra Nystrom, until her body is recovered, and as Mays Police Department states, they are still working it till Kendra is able to be brought home. So they still do go, and searches are still done looking for Kendra Nystrom. When somebody goes missing, even if they're supposed to no longer be with us, don't stop looking. Not go and put yourself in any danger. But just remember, when you're out on your walks, or 
it's when it's a beautiful day. Today is not a beautiful day. It's an ucky, rainy day. And so the creek is probably going to get swollen. So don't go down by the creek. But on those really drought kind of a days are the perfect days to go walking around there and look to see if you can find anything. And so we can do those searches for Kendra Nystrom. Now, again, Kendra Nystrom has been missing since May 4th of 2017 from Mays, Kansas. She is classified as endangered missing. She's a white female, 30 years old, height 5 foot 4, weight 100 to 120 pounds, clothing a white shirt, black sweatpants. Nystrom, I really get frustrated by this. Her medical condition is she's addicted to drugs. She had struggled with her addiction since high school and had tried to get clean several times without success. That really frustrates me the way that is written, but I'm just here to report what is written under the Charlie Project. Distinguishing characteristics, Caucasian female, brown hair, hazel eyes, Nystrom's ears are pierced. She has a tattoo with the initials RJ on her left ring finger. A photo of the tattoo is posted with this case summary, which we will have a link to on our social media. If you live in the Wichita or Mays area, that'll be something uh, when it gets really dry. Let's put together a search and let's do a walk and find Kendra Nystrom. Thanks for listening, you guys. Happy Mother's Day and stay safe. I wanted to add one addendum to the Kendra Nystrom case that I can't believe I had forgotten to add as I was doing my editing. But as I told you guys, I recently had a procedure. I'm on medication, so I'm not my usual self. But I can't believe I forgot to talk about Frankie. Police, investigators, everyone has been on the lookout for Frankie. Since Kendra went missing, there have been absolutely no sightings of Frankie. The local animal shelters all have a photographs and everything of Frankie. I don't believe Frankie was chipped, but they all have been looking for Frankie. Frankie has not turned up anywhere since Kendra has gone missing either. We will have pictures of Frankie with Kendra as well. If anyone happens to see anyone who looks like 10-year-old Frankie, but Frankie was 10 years old at the time Kendra went missing. Again, thank you guys for listening.